everyone. Good morning. Good day, depending on what time zone you're in. Welcome to The Mystic Show. I'm Chris Curran, and um, happy to be here, back after a short break. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, yeah, The Mystic Show, it's, it's all about spirituality, meditation, mindfulness, and uh, living from the heart, living authentically, and going beyond the everyday world that you can see and hear and touch. Right? We, we want to talk about the otherworldly, the unseen, the unseen aspects of our lives, which we know are, we know that they're the most important, don't we? So that's what the Mystic Show is all about. Um, it's my belief that each of us is on a journey. I know I'm on a journey. And along the way, we we learn, we read, we talk, we meditate, and uh, and things happen, right? There's that bumper sticker, right, that says things happen, right? That's what it says, right? Things happen? I think so. <laughs> All right, maybe they use a different word. But um, the point is, we can talk about spirituality, and that's really good. But it's really not uh, playing a real role in our lives until we experience things with our journey, on our journey. So that's also what we talk about on this show is, is okay, you're on the spiritual path, you're reading nice books, you're feeling good, or, and maybe, and sometimes not, um, but how are you handling the journey? How are you, what, what problems are you facing, what challenges, and how are you overcoming them, right? Because that's, that's where the real learning comes, when we learn by living life not by reading a book. So our website is themysticshow.net and our, uh, well, there's links on there to our Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. So it's themysticshow.net and you can also call, um, we have a phone number, you can call the show live, 973-498-8033. And again, that phone number is on the website as well. You can also Skype with us from anywhere in the world. Our Skype handle is FractalStream. And again, that's right on the homepage on the website. TheMysticShow.net And really, if you actually use the concepts and practice what we discuss on this show, your spiritual growth will have a big positive impact on your life. That's my belief. So, we are back after a short break, which, well, two months. You can consider that short or long, right? It's relative. Everything's relative. Um, yeah, so anyhow, uh, it was December, first half of December where we finished doing shows in 2013, and um, I was feeling like... I needed a break, 
And so we took a little break and the break kind of extended a little bit. And I was sort of thinking in my own head, you know, when should I start doing the Mystic Show again? And I wasn't sure. And I talked to people, my wife, I talked to some friends or whatever. And I got their thoughts on the subject and and that was good. Uh, but I just, something wasn't right to come back and start doing the show again. And, uh, and this is actually the first point I'd like to discuss this morning, which by the way, it's a very, here in Northern New Jersey, it's a very cold morning. Uh, it snowed a, a little bit again last night. Uh, I think we got probably two inches, which doesn't seem like a lot, but We've gotten so much snow the last month. It's been unbelievable and cold, right? What are they calling it? The Arctic, the polar blast or something? I don't know. Um, so, yeah. So that's what I want to talk about first is this whole idea of going with your, well, you can call it your intuition or your knowing or your heart, Right. Because when it came in with regards to starting the Mystic Show again, starting up again, my intellect was telling me, yes, do it. You have to do it. People are expecting it. People love the show. You have to do it. And um, But something inside me, maybe my heart, right, was like, no, it's just not, not the right time. And, and right, that's a difficult conundrum to be in, right? When when your mind is saying one thing, your heart is saying another. Of course, this is the classic the classic uh situation of the human experience, right? The heart and the mind. So I, you know, you always have to go with your heart and I typically in my life, I don't do anything until I really feel it from my heart and I feel it 100%. And over time of practicing spirituality for several years, um, I think I'm becoming a little better at uh, discerning when that time is. Um, and, and I don't think it's hard to do, actually, uh, but I think a lot of us make it difficult on ourselves. So, so this past weekend, or maybe it was... Friday night, because this past Friday night, we had uh, a meetup for Pause Your Life. And actually, the studio here, this is where we meet for the Pause Your Life meetups. And uh, the studio is still, you know, I had moved around chairs and desks, and I had moved around everything to accommodate, you know, a group of uh, 13 or 14 people. And the room is still set up that way, so I can almost look around the studio right now and I can almost see the pause your life members sitting in this room with me right now. Um, but we had just a really an unbelievable meetup. Um, and obviously that's, that's a bland statement, but you know, on the meetups, we talk about spiritual topics and we listen to each other and really we just pause and, and, maybe discuss some interesting topics. Um, we don't do anything revolutionary. 
but what a group. And I think the meetup is scheduled for two hours, and uh, it went way over because everyone was just having a good time and feeling good. So we just kept going. So I, I think I commented near the end. I said, uh, I said, you know it's a good meetup when, when the meetup ended two hours and ten minutes ago. <laughs> so it was just a great experience. And, you know, it, I think I just got some more reinforcement from the outside world that this mystic show is, is important. And I think that was a part of me deciding that, okay, I'm going to start the Mystic Show again. And um, and it also reminds me of a this little documentary I was watching yesterday on YouTube. And and also yesterday with, uh, with our Sahaj Marg meditation, we actually welcomed a few newcomers and had a nice discussion as well. So... That's always I always love that experience too when people are sort of realizing that they want to meditate they you know they want to they want to do something and so they come to learn about meditation it's really nice you know it's that point in a person's life when all their past experience has pushed them to the edge and then they're and now they're ready to begin meditation so a lot of work and a lot of life and a lot of experience has to occur before someone steps up and says, you know what, I really want to learn how to meditate and, uh, and, and, and help get some answers to deeper questions. I mean, that's just a beautiful occurrence. I, I really appreciate that. Um. So, I was about to tell you about the documentary I watched yesterday, which was about Neil Young. And Neil Young is a famous singer and songwriter. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of Neil Young, right? Everyone's heard of Neil Young, one of the greatest songwriters ever. Um, I mean, they were playing clips of some of his songs, and I mean, these songs are just timeless. And and I think the songs are otherworldly. I really do. There's something... There's something comes that comes through these songs that it, it's, I mean, obviously you can't explain it. It's just one of those, it, it really is a mystical experience sometimes when you listen to, to great, great songs. Um, so there was a documentary on Neil Young and he was, he was, you know, he's known to start a project and stop it midway or or not so much stop it midway, but like record an album and then two days before he's about to go on tour, you know, with the whole band and everything, he'll cancel the whole tour. Or he'll he'll set up something and 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 he just changes his mind now and then um <clears throat> in a big way and it actually frustrates the people around him sometimes. Um but the reason he does it, and this is my whole point of telling you this, the reason he does it is because he said he just follows the music. He's not worried about the money part of it or the fame part of it. He just, he goes where the music takes him and he's not afraid to do that. 
he's not afraid to cancel a tour that he feels is just not right. That's not what, that's not the right thing to do right now. So he'll cancel it. Um, and that takes some guts, you know, because he had a few albums in the early seventies. The one album is called Harvest. And I mean, it's one of the greatest albums ever recorded. And that was one of the albums that really thrust him into the limelight, you know, with, you know, hit singles and, I mean, he, be, he that's when he started to become an icon. And so after that album was successful, everyone around him sort of expected him to record a very similar album and just, you know, kind of play the same kind of music, the same kind of songs, because that's what people liked. And in a way, that's what they wanted. But I found it fascinating when he said that everyone wanted me to make a certain kind of album. And he says, I didn't want to make the same album. You know, he didn't want to become pigeonholed into that guy, you know, that guy who makes those albums. And mostly, I think, because it was, it it was a business decision to tell him, hey, just do the same thing. Keep doing what you're doing. The people love it. We can make a lot of money here. So he didn't like that. He's not in it for the money. He didn't want to become, you know, somebody's monkey. He he's an artist. He wants to paint the picture that he want that's in his heart and in his mind. And he had the courage to act on that. So the analogy is, but again, I'm, I'm making the analogy between Neil Young, how he followed the music, and I guess that's sort of what happened to me the past few months was I I was following something uh, which said the Mystic Show needed a little break, and um, and somehow now it's uh, it's the right time. It's the right time to resume and. Uh, I'm happy about it, and uh, yeah, the light, the orange light that was streaming into the studio is now a little more yellow because it's, you know, the sun's coming up. So um, we're going to take a quick break, but I want to, uh, afterwards, I'll, t- I'll talk a little bit more about Pause Your Life because we actually booked our spring retreat. So the spring retreat is now open for registration, which is so exciting. Uh really is people are signing up already and uh it's going to be great small group it's it's just great um and also we're going to continue reading from the book we were reading from which was called your invisible power by genevieve biren that we're going to we're going to go to the next section of that book and um we'll do that right when we come back and i'm just play a little you know, since we're talking about Neil Young, I'll, we'll take our break with a little excerpt from, from Neil Young. We'll be right back. One of these days 
gonna sit down and write a long letter to all the good friends I've known and I'm gonna try to thank them all for the good times together though so apart we've grown One of these days I'm gonna sit down and write a long letter To all the good friends I've known One of these days One of these days One of these days And it won't be Thank you, Neil Young. Really, thank you for being a, an artist who evokes something from from us, right? From inside of us. So welcome back to The Mystic Show. I'm Chris Curran. Our website is themysticshow.net. You can find our phone number, our Skype handle, our the links to our Twitter and Facebook, and also... I mean, we do the show live every day uh, when we're not taking a two-month break, <laughs> uh, but we do the show live every day, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, and uh, and every episode, every show is podcast as well on iTunes and Stitcher. So those are like the ar- the archives. You can go to iTunes and Stitcher and and see our past shows, but actually all of our past shows are also on the website, themysticshow.net. And real quick, before we uh, start reading from our Genevieve Biren book again, um, again, I wanted to mention the Pause Your Life Spring Retreat, which is exciting. Um, if you're not familiar with Pause Your Life, the whole idea is to hit the pause button on your life. When, it get, when it's getting too crazy and it just won't stop, when the, when the madness is relentless in your life and you just feel like, you know what, I just wish I could stop the world for, you know, a few days or, or an hour. Um, that's when you could go to a pause your life meetup or retreat. So the retreat is, um, you can get all the information on pauseyourlife.org, pauseyourlife.org, and uh, just click on uh, retreat right on the top or under the events tab, retreats, you'll find it. You'll see it right on top. It says, need a break? Hit the pause button on your life. Join us on a retreat. And just click on retreat. You'll see all the details. It's the beginning of May. It's going to be in, um, you know, just into New York State, not very far away from North Jersey, where Pause Your Life is uh, headquartered. And, uh, yeah, you can get all the details on the website. I'm not going to go through everything here on the air. Um, that would take too long, right? So let's get back to our book. This is called this book is called Your Invisible Power, and it's written by Genevieve Berend, and it's it was published in uh, I think it was 1921. I think it was 1921. Anyway, um, obviously many years ago. Uh, you know, 
back when there were no computers and so many of our modern gadgets, right? Um, but it's interesting how that whole new thought movement, um, in a way, well, was the precursor to the new age movement. And I'm sure there were some movements in between, uh, which I don't know. I mean, I haven't studied the, the, uh, the path of, of independent and deeper thinking. Um, but the book, remember we started the show with reading James Allen, the English mystic. We read Byways of Blessedness, and we also read uh, Above Life's Turmoil by James Allen. And now we're reading Your Invisible Power, which is mainly about, well, your invisible power, about the power of visualization, about the whole idea that you are a center of divine operation, and uh, that intelligence moves through you. And in a way, it's like a plastic substance where you can fashion it into whatever you want to create. So in a way, you take the divine energy, which is always flowing, it's everywhere, and it's unlimited. You're taking that and giving it a form, giving it some direction. And that's how visualization can create um, situations in your life. And, you know, it can make things show up in your life as well. Um, you know, and you hear all the mundane, the mundane uh, examples of visualization. Oh, I was, I kept visualizing a new red car, a new red sports car. And, and you know, within three months I had it. It's good. That's absolutely taking advantage of the uh, power of visualization. However, um, and, and even in this book, she does mention, you know, visualizing money. She's going to start talking about visualizing money. But I very definitely want to make the point that visualization itself is just uh, a power. It's a, it's a means. So you don't, you can visualize on money or a physical, you know, object. You can try to create physical uh, items, right? Bring them into your life. That's fine. But you can also visualize and bring into existence certain character traits, spiritual goals, emotional goals. Um, so don't just think that you have to visualize getting a new car and earning more money. That's one thing. And that's it's not good or bad whether you do that, but keep in mind, you can use this power of visualization to achieve all these subtler goals in your life, you know, to be happier, to reach your spiritual goals, whatever they are. Maybe it's liberation or self-realization. Um, maybe it's character goals. Maybe you want to uh, become less angry or less impulsive, or anything, or more magnanimous. There's a word for the day, right? So that's the power we have, visualization, and uh, this book is, you know, one of the books I've read that I really liked, and that obviously that's why we're reading it on the show. So we'll go ahead and read uh, just a short passage. Um, it's called Suggestions for Making Your Mental Picture. 
Suggestions for Making Your Mental Picture, okay? And this is from the book Your Invisible Power by Genevieve Berend. Perhaps you want to feel that you've lived to some purpose. You want to be content and happy. And you feel that with good health and with successful business, you could enjoy this state of mind. After you have decided once and for all that this is what you want, you proceed to picture yourself healthy and your business just as great a success as you can naturally conceive it growing into. The best time for making your definite mental picture is just before breakfast and before retiring at night. As it is necessary to give yourself plenty of time, it may be necessary to rise earlier than is your usual habit. Go into a room where you will not be disturbed. Meditate for a few moments upon the practical working of the law of visualizing and ask yourself, How did the things about me first come into existence? How may I find it helpful to get more quickly in touch with the invisible supply? Someone felt that comfort would be better expressed and experienced by sitting on a chair than on the floor. The very beginning of the meditation, the chair, was the desire to be at ease. With this came the picture of some sort of chair. The same principle applies to the hat and the clothes that you wear. Go carefully into this thought of the principle back of the thing. Establish it as a personal experience. Make it a fact to your consciousness. If you are thorough in this, you will find yourself in a deep consciousness beneath the surface of your own thought power. Then open a window, take about 10 deep breaths, and during the time, draw a large imaginary circle of light around you. As you inhale, keeping yourself in the center of this circle of light, see great rays of light coming from the circle and entering your body at all points centralizing itself at your solar plexus. Hold the breath a few moments at this central light of your body, the solar plexus, then slowly exhale. As you do this mentally, see imaginary rays or sprays of light going up through the body and down and out through your feet. Mentally spray your entire body with this imaginary light. When you have finished the breathing exercise, 
sit in a comfortable, upright chair and mentally know there is but one life, one substance. And this life substance of the universe is finding pleasure in self-recognition in you. Repeat some affirmation of this kind until you feel the truth and reality of the words that you are affirming. Then begin your picture. Whether your desire is for a state of consciousness or a possession, large or small, begin at the beginning. If you want a house, begin by seeing yourself in the kind of house you desire. Go all through it, taking careful note of the rooms, where the windows are situated, and such other details as help you to feel the reality of your concept. You might change some of the furniture and look into some of the mirrors just to see how healthy, wealthy, and happy you look. Go over your picture again and again until you feel the reality of it. Then write it all down just as you have seen it, with the feeling that the best there is, is mine. There is no limit to me, because my mind is a center of divine operation. And your picture is as certain to come true in your physical world as the sun is to shine. And that's the end of that small passage. So we will just take a quick break. Okay, welcome back to the Mystic Show. Thank you to Anya for uh, the Celts. It's a nice song. Uh, again, you're listening to the Mystic Show, themysticshow.net. And yeah, so that little passage we just read was very interesting. The thing, you know, I think we've all heard about visualization before. And I like the, the fact that she points out that before you start visualizing, 
your your uh, picture, right? Which is either she says is either a um, state of consciousness or a possession, right? Before you start actually visualizing your mental picture, um, she says to basically meditate on that light, right? And imagine, you know, take some deep breaths. Imagine that the light is coming inside you, right? And um, and also that, you know, all the good that there is in the world is yours and that you're a center of divine operation, right? All that that process is like preparation, right, for the actual visualizing. So, it, right, she's saying it's important to get into that mood, you know, to get into that... Um, state of knowing and and sort of uh immersing yourself in in that those thoughts and that state and then when you actually start to visualize your picture then it has some power behind it right so it's almost like we have to connect with the power first and then use the power I make I mean it makes sense to me. So visualizing, right? I mean it's, that's something again, I think we've all heard of it. I think we've all done a little bit of it, but um I think we can all take it to the next level or like 10 more levels. I really think so. So if you want to try that, you can uh well, you can always listen to the rewind the podcast and hear that hear what I read again and, um, and may, and try it. And you know what, if you just, just from what you heard, if you have a few thoughts about what you want to try at home, go ahead and try it. I mean, right. Just try it and see how it goes, you know, make sure, and then just make sure you write down what you did and how you felt and how it worked. So at least you can look back on it later and, and, you know, you know, review your results because it really is almost like a scientist doing an experiment. I mean, imagine if a scientist was doing all this scientific experiment and he didn't take any notes, he didn't write anything down. He he took measurements, but he didn't write anything down. I mean, he would never know what he actually did, right? And and he'd have some vague idea of what he did, but he wouldn't know and he wouldn't be able to to show it to anyone else or to prove it or to look back on it and review the results. So it's the same thing with us. You know, when we're experimenting in spirituality, we have to kind of write down what we're doing along the way so so we don't forget it and we can look back on it and see the progress. And that's one, uh, that's one way that keeping a diary uh, really helps a lot. So a lot of folks keep a spiritual diary when they meditate or they visualize, you know, they write down what they did, how it went, you know. Hey, if you're going to go to a park and do just walk down the trail by yourself and do like a little walking meditation, great. And maybe when you get back to the car, maybe just write down a few lines, what you did, how it went, how you feel, right? It's all one big experiment and uh in a way the more we fail the better 
Although, obviously, in spirituality, there's no failure. But um, the more we try and the more we do, the better. It's like we have to get through that uh, phase of needing to do everything. I mean, at the highest level, I think the saints and the mystics, they don't need to do everything because they've already learned and they have gained wisdom. Um, and there's probably areas of your life that you've already done a lot and you've gained wisdom. So there's no need to do it again. <laughs> right? So this actually, see, it's interesting how my thoughts lead right to the next topic. So I want to talk about what what I'm calling the American spiritual celebrity. All right? That's what I've, I don't know, I just called it that because I had to call it something. Uh, the American spiritual celebrity. And what I, when I think of this, I think of, um, I think of Wayne Dyer, I think of Deepak Chopra, I think of uh, even Tony Robbins, and I know there's a zillion others, right? I, I know there are, and uh, I just don't know all their names. Um, and and I have to say that I admire all these people, and I totally respect all these people. And I've read a lot of their books, <laughs> and uh, I've been a student of theirs, and literally changed my life. I just want to, I mean, I'm not about to bash them or anything, but I want to make a point and, um, but I want to make it clear up front that I respect all these people and I respect everyone. It's not just these people. Um, so we're basically talking about experimenting and doing different things. And, um, so, well, let me first bring up where I got this idea from. It was from my wife, who was having a conversation with a few other people at the Pause Your Life meetup uh, this past Friday evening. And I think they were talking about Wayne Dyer and that, you know, he's helped a lot of people. He, You know, a lot of several people in the room really like him, like his books and everything. And, and I do, too. And someone mentioned that he got divorced. And then someone said, well, how can... How can such a spiritual person get divorced? Um, and then someone else said, "Well, you know, if you, you you can't quite look at it black and white because it's all just experience that we have to go through. You know, if it's, for instance, if it's in if it's in the cards for you to be divorced and go through that because you have to just to work off the karma or the samskara, then you have to go through it." And so, so you can't really judge it as bad if it's part of your journey. And that's true, right? I mean, who can argue with that idea? I certainly can't. And I believe that. I believe that's true. And, and I thought of another idea, though, as well, which was that sometimes, okay, well, let's think of it this way. Someone who's getting a divorce, there's obviously some ego involved, right? Because basically when you get a divorce, you're saying, this isn't good for me. This isn't what I want, right? So you're that, right off the bat, that's ego talking, right? 
And ego's fine. We all have ego, and we're trying to transcend ego. It's all good. Um, so when ego's involved, that sort of taints the spirituality, right? And um, so, you know, maybe that's what happens. I mean, I know Tony Robbins has been divorced as well, and I, you know, I'm sure there's a ton of people who got divorced. And I'm not judging. I'm just saying that when it comes to divorce, there's ego involved. And if some, so, so you hear you have what I call these American spiritual celebrities, which are great people and, and great examples. Um, and they, they're teaching a certain teaching and they're sort of looked up upon as these, you know, these spiritual celebrities that that's like, they're spiritual people. And, you know, being that I've, traveled to India many times and being that I'm involved in a, you know, a simplified form of Raja Yoga practice. Um, and I've been on the path for a while as well. You know, I have my own ideas of what, well, and, and I'm sure other people do, but ideas of what true spirituality really is. Because I think a lot of what the books are and these spiritual celebrities teach is a lot about some of it's about true spirituality some but a lot of it's about you know feeling good and emotions and you know um you know always having to feel good you know i've heard i've heard most of them say like if you're doing something and it feels good then that's good and i think in it, when you look at that from a from a perspective of true spirituality that's not true just because you're doing something and it's pleasurable does not mean it's good. Doesn't mean you should keep doing it. I mean, think technically about spirituality. Spirituality is beyond the dualities. So pleasure and pain, you know, good and bad. Spirituality is beyond that stuff. So... When we talk about, oh, you should be good, don't be bad, or we, when we talk about, you know, you should avoid pain and go for pleasure, if you're talking like that at all, you are not speaking about true spirituality. You might be close, but that's just a distinction. I don't mean to, to say that we shouldn't talk about those things. Um, we should talk about pleasure and pain because they're indicators, Right. And I've studied these things, and I've lived these things, and I, I, I had to, right? Most of us, we all have to understand those things to move on. But I just like to point out that, you know, we really have to be conscious of the fact that we have to lift our eyes upwards. What's the next level of spirituality? What's the next level? What's the next level? The next level. Um, and I think a lot, or, or maybe some of these quote-unquote, American spiritual celebrities, um, maybe they get caught up, you know, on one of the rungs of the ladder. You know, like, like I know everyone's on their own spiritual journey, but I think, you know, maybe they get stuck on a cer- in a certain area because it feels good, because they're earning money, because they have a persona, you know, this big ego and this big persona to, uh, to maintain. 
and they have a publisher who's telling them you got to publish it, you know, publish a book every two years and it has to be about the same topics. Um, I mean, we know that's happening in most cases, right? Don't we? We do know that. <laughs> you have to know that, right? It, after a while, it becomes a business. Being a, being a spiritual celebrity becomes a business. In America, mostly, or the way, and I'm sure it's all over the world, but you know, I'm here in America and I see it. I see how Americans look up to these people and it's good. And I would also encourage people to look even higher. Take what's good, keep looking higher. And um, so, that's kind of the point I wanted to make, and and you know I I think it's a valid point, and I'm I'm willing to be uh, challenged on that, and that's okay. You know, part of this show is is giving out our points of view, and sharing how we feel, and sharing what we see, and everything. And uh, what I see is a lot of people doing a lot of good work, and um, and I also see that we have to be careful of the fact that business and money and ego comes into the lives of these American spiritual celebrities because it, it does, it's there. It's not a question if it's there, it is there. And so when we're learning about spirituality and we're trying to dissolve the ego, not our identity, we're not dissolving our identity. We're just dissolving the ego and, and not even a hundred percent. We just want to bring it down really low um, you know, when we're learning from, you know, what I'm calling spiritual celebrities, we have to be aware of that fact and take and, and think of what they're saying and what they're telling us in, in terms of that. Um, so that's my, uh, view on that. If, um, if you have a comment on that, I mean, geez, definitely put it in through the website or you can even call or, uh, Skype with me. Actually, I don't think I had the Skype volume up, but um, but yes, to reiterate, I'm deeply respectful and thankful for all the American spiritual celebrities because they play a, a, a they play a critical role in the evolution of consciousness on this planet. And if what they're teaching and doing resonates with you, go for it. And at the same time. You will come to a point when you want to look higher, and 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 I encourage you. What I'm what I'm encouraging is that you not get stuck on any certain level. Keep moving up. Keep asking how how can I become more pure or more um, integrated or more spiritual, if you want to use that word. Which that that I don't. I don't like the use of that word in that sentence, which I just said. (laughs) Um, But sometimes we don't know what word to use, right? All right, so let's take a quick break and we'll be right back on The Mystic Show.
All right. Welcome back to The Mystic Show. Thank you to John Adams for this piano piece, China Gates. We love that one, right? Um, it's just a beautiful piece. It, it, that when you make an instrument, you just... It, it, that's like using a musical instrument to create a whole vibe and like, you know, not worrying about anything technical, you know, oh, you put your fingers here or, you know, play this way. No, you just use the instrument however you want to get what sound you want. And, um, right. That's being an artist. I like it. So welcome back to the mystic show. I'm Chris Curran. And, um, I wanted to, I'm going to, there's a topic I wanted to get to today, but we're not going to have time. So we're going to go right to, we're going to go right to our other favorite book, which I'm sure you're a fan of by now. If you've been, (laughs) if you've been listening to this show, it's called 365 Dao Daily Meditations by Deng Ming Dao, right? And it's one page, which is one passage uh, for every single day of the year. And you, in the back of the book, you actually look up the date and you find what page is like for today. Like what's the page for today? And the reason they do that is because it's, you know, the, the entries coincide with the seasons and, and things like that nature, right? So today Today's page is 41. It's called, the title is Resolution. And um, it's a nice little passage. So what we'll do is we'll just read this real quick and then uh, then we could talk about it. It um, Again, this is uh, Resolution from the book 365 Dow. Footsteps in the sand quickly washed away. The seashore mind. Going to the beach means walking in fresh air, listening to the sound of waves, feeling the grit of sand beneath our feet. The narrow ribbon between land and ocean is a perfect place to understand the mind of wisdom. Just as there is a dynamic balance between sand and water, so too is there a dynamic equilibrium between the quiescent and active sides of our minds. Just as the sand is constantly being washed, so too should we keep our minds free of lingering impressions. We often let thoughts, regrets, and doubts from past activities carry over into the present. This leads us to conflict. Instead of allowing this to happen, we should act without leaving consequences. This requires great thoroughness. Such completeness is challenging. But to succeed is to live perfectly. By resolving the problems of each day to
to our utmost satisfaction, we attain the sublime purity of a beach constantly washed by waves. And there you have it. That's uh, the passage called Resolution. And yeah, this is a very, I love this one. Um, and again, first thing that strikes me is this whole idea of um, keeping our minds free of lingering impressions. Right? He talks about uh, thoughts, regrets, and doubts from past activities carrying over into the present. And this is like, you know, when we talked about the last segment, you know, you keep having to look look higher in spirituality, you know, don't get stuck on any rung of the ladder. I mean, the whole idea of not letting your past affect your present. I mean, that's that's very subtle, but that's very important. That's that's moving towards subtlety. That's moving towards spirituality in a big way. And we know this is a problem, right? We know all of our past actions and thoughts and failures and successes, they do affect us in the present moment. And that's something that limits us in a way. Because as a human being, like, think of a child, you know, the child doesn't have all that past, right? It doesn't have all that conditioning. So it's free. It's connected to the universe, right? I was just talking to one of the guys at the Pause Your Life meetup about how little kids, they're so free and connected and happy. And they're unbothered by <laughs> most, mostly everything. But when we become adults, we, I don't know what happens. We get all filled up with stuff and, uh, and then we get caught up on details and then we get all intertwined in our own ego and possessions and fears and greed. And at that point, we're not free. We're not unlimited anymore. We're very limited. So this, I, this passage here, which talks about the beach, you know, the, the water comes up and washes the sand, right? Makes it nice and smooth and flat and clear. Um, we can do that with our minds, right? We can try to be more clear and clean and just free of all this stuff. Uh, and that's what, you know, a practice of meditation helps a lot with. And especially the, well the cleaning from the Sahaj Marg system that I practice, that's what that is. It's literally you're cleaning off, you know, you're wiping the beach clean every day. And um, you just feel this lightness and this freedom. You know? Uh, and then you're free. Well, you might ask, so so what? So what good is that? Well, then you're free in the current moment to act as you should act or you want to act or, or the universe prompts you to act, right? I mean, there's a lot of times in our lives when we, you have a thought that you want to help someone. Maybe someone is like 
carrying three things and trying to open a door and they're struggling and you feel like you want to go help them. Like you feel like they need help. So you want to just help them open the door or something. But there's something in your mind that says, oh no, you don't help. If, if you're in public in America, you don't help anyone do anything. Even if they're struggling, you just don't get involved. You just stand there and ignore it. You turn, you turn the other way, literally. Unless it's like, you know, life and death, of course, then people help. But my point is that you actually do have these thoughts of, oh, I should help there, or I should do this, or I want to do that. But we don't do it. Why? Because of our past conditioning. Because our mind is not clear. It's all cluttered with the past. So it's, we're being limited by our own past, and uh, we're not able to act as little children, right? Beautiful creations still connected to their spirit and uh, unencumbered by, by a bunch of weight and a bunch of baggage. So I hope that's a good note to end on. And, and I think um, as you go through your day today, maybe you can be a little more aware of your th- you know, be mindful of the thoughts you're having and maybe if you feel held back by your past, right? That's one thing about spirituality. When you start becoming more mindful, you notice a lot more about yourself. And uh, that's a good sign. As long as you don't get overwhelmed. Maybe we can talk about that tomorrow. So I thank you for listening to The Mystic Show. You know the website, themysticshow.net. And uh, I hope you can participate in future shows or comment on the website. Let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, keep shining.